Welcome to the Eating Cast. I'm Chris. I'm Vincent. And this is our guest, Stephen. Welcome. Awesome. Guys. Welcome. How's how's your trip? Amazing. Amazing. Flying from Texas all the way over here. Oh yeah. Yeah. What are you doing out there? Because you're you're born and raised in Chicago, right? Born and raised in Chicago. Um, grew up in Bridgeport. Mm-hmm. Um oh, wait. Yeah. This is yours. What are we eating? Chipotle. Chipotle. Oh, Yo, you know I haven't had Chipotle in so long. Yeah. Probably like a week or so. <laughs> that's a long time for me, bro. Dude, that's seven days. Last week. That's not that long. <laughs> you know, I'm long. gonna shit my ass when I eat Chipotle. Do you really? Are you lactose intolerant? Um, Wait, actually. Dude, yeah. I'm hella lactose intolerant. Cause the cheese, right? And the cream that you get? I mean, it's pretty minor. I mean, not, not a big issue. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of lactate? The pill? I've had heard it works wonders, man. It's I. For me, it works wonders. I'm pretty sure I could. I would probably build like a, um, an immunity to it, and it will no longer work. Just like I did with Pepsi. Like when I drink now, I, Pepsi does not work for me anymore. At all? Nope. You've never had a what are those reflux pills called? Zantac. You mean Zyrtec? No, Zyrtec's the allergy pill. What's Zantac? Xanax? Santac. Santac. It's like, um, fuck. No, I never heard. reflux. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that helps, too. Mm-hmm. I guess. It just sucks that I get Asian glow. You kind of get red. I want to say kind of. Oh, you I get really red. I get really, really red. Mm. God damn. Um, so, I actually wanted to ask you about you... So you said you were born and raised in Chicago. Are you first or second gen? Um, I would say second gen. But mm-hmm. like, if you look at it, my parents weren't born here, but my aunts, uncles, they were born here. They were born here. They were born here. So it's like it's hard to say like if it's first or second generation. It's always like a debate between that. Mm-hmm. But um, my my grandpa was the first to come here first. So like, okay, technically you could say like it's. Partially second gen. I'm second gen. Mm-hmm. Chinese. Yeah. Are you full Chinese or Vietnamese too? Full Chinese. Okay. I, that's all I know. Like, I mean, unless I take a DNA test. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. I don't really know until I take a DNA test. But I know you, you did one. You did one recently, right? I took it, and it says I was. I. You know how I always told you that I was half Vietnamese and half Chinese. Yeah. The DNA test told me that I was only Chinese from Taiwan, and then the other like 15 percent or something like that was Filipino. Wow. That would explain my brown dick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone has a brown dick. Oh, really? Yeah. The, is it is it true that it has to match the color of your lips? What? False. That's not true. Everyone check right now. No, I'm just playing. You know, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I'm just going to say, I know my dick does not look my lips. Yeah. My lips aren't brown. Your lips are like... We're kind of like a flush pink. Yeah. Like a nude color. Mm-hmm. That's the color of your cock? Yeah. Your cocko? Cocko? Goddamn. Um, so, do you... You have siblings. You have a brother. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Older? Older. Four years. What was it like for you guys to... Because you're also older than me by, like, a few years. 26. What are you? I'm 23. 23. 27. Yeah. You up there? So so you guys can actually both talk about this. Or, like, what was it like for you guys to grow up in Chicago or, like, uh, America in general as your first-gen or second-gen Asian? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what, like yeah, what was that like for you Well, guys? I mean, so I'm first-generation, mm-hmm. right? So basically, like, my entire extended family, like, my aunts and uncles, they all came here, mm-hmm. right? And I was born here, obviously, but... Yeah, I mean, I guess being first generation, right, like, everyone in my family and my extended family, they were just kind of, like, here to work, right, trying to make a, they were under the whole, like, influence of, like, you know, um, build, like, a, what you call it, that, the American dream, right, you know. White picket fence. Yeah, white picket fence and whatnot, having a house, kids, mm-hmm. a successful family and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they, they all came here and they were just kind of 
working, grinding, and stuff like that. And even to this day, right, a lot of them are still working, right? Not not a lot of them retired yet, but a few of them have. Um, but yeah, they're pretty much just working and just kind of making a living and just kind of trying to support their family, right? And yeah. in my case, you know, it's like being that, you know, they, this, uh, this is all they know, right? They just know work and work mm-hmm. and work, right? Like hard labor is work, that's all they know. The hustle never stops. Exactly. The hustle never stops. Yeah. So because that's all they know, they can't really give, they didn't really give me like, you know, any type of guidance and like what I should do. But they had like an ideal picture, mm-hmm. right? They wanted me to originally be like, you know, a successful person, right? Like whether it's like, you know, a doctor, a lawyer, um, a businessman, something, or like a, we call it an accountant, right? Right. <clears throat> Anything that's like safe. Yeah, that's, exactly. like, that's like something all safe. they know, pretty something much. Safe. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I didn't really have any, any real proper guidance mm-hmm. in it, so I wasn't really sure for myself or like where I wanted to go right so I pretty much followed my older cousin's footsteps right so whatever they went into like business or like you know uh, law or even like uh, med school and stuff like that I dabbled here and there in like um, finance right something safe but after like a year there I was like just this is not for me mm-hmm. you know now I'm just kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to do you know kind of like where I wanted to go, yeah. right? And find something that's really for me and what I'm passionate about. And that's kind of how, or why it took me so long to like, um, find the path that I want, right? Cause like right. I'm 27 right. and I actually graduated like in uh, 2017. So it took me about seven years to really figure out and actually get a degree yeah. in something that I'm passionate about. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, yeah. How about you? What was the question again? <laughs> I, was, I was piggybacking off from you. I was thinking about what you were saying, but uh, what was yeah. the original question? Uh, just like, what, what was it like for you growing up in America or like Chicago, just as an Asian American? Yeah. I mean, like, growing, like, same thing with Chris. Mm-hmm. It took me a while to figure out what I really wanted to do. Right. Just because, like, I didn't have the proper guidance. I knew, like, my cousins and all that, they were successful, went to med school. You know, graduated. I didn't figure out what I wanted to do until I was like 21, 22. But that's because like I didn't have the, the proper education. I feel like I went to CPS school, mm-hmm. so I yeah. think the first thing is that is a disadvantage of going to CPS school. I mean, I I did too though. Yeah. But, <laughs> but 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 like, what do you mean by disadvantage? Yeah. Well, CPS schools are viewed as inferior opposed to a like charter a, school or like uh, a okay. private school okay 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 i get you well i know like when you guys were talking about like high school we talk about people were talking about jones or like lane tech or yeah. or yeah. college prep college i mean those are the, schools. the top tier schools like yeah. even walter payton right mm-hmm. i didn't go to one of those top tier schools yeah where'd you go i want to carry oh, okay by midway yeah yeah i'm familiar that's a big basketball school mm-hmm. so i thought I was going to make the basketball team by going to carry, right? Yeah. But I never did. So going to that school made me get into college at a disadvantage because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like I, when people were talking about college preps, you take AP credits, you take yeah, IB, yeah. IB classes. I didn't have None that, of that guidance. I only took like one AP class and I blew it off. Oh, okay. So like going to college, like I didn't really know what I really wanted to do. Yeah. Whereas that's why I felt a disadvantage for, for myself. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I guess it also depends on, like, districts, too. Cause, like, oh, yeah. You know, yeah like, definitely, definitely. Yeah, because, like, right at Rogers Park, I went to ch- the Charter High School yeah. here, and I could say for myself, it didn't prepare me at all for college either. And, like, I would have wished I went to Mather, at, at least. Really? Yeah. yeah. Mather? Yeah. Okay. They have, like, AP classes, IB classes, I'm pretty sure, and, like, mm-hmm. in my opinion... from Well, like, you didn't my, have any AP classes over at... Uh... Very few. Really? Just, like, computer science, history... Econ and language language arts. Oh wow, that's it. And we're like poorly funded too. I feel like that's um, crazy. That's why if I ever have kids, I would never send them to send them to the CPS school. Perhaps unless school right unless away. it's like top tier, right? Top tier, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's that's the only reason why I was I will see that. But it's just kids are at a disadvantage right now going to CPS schools. Mm-hmm. Lack of funding. There's a really big like lack of funding in like um, the education system in Chicago, right? Which is really really horrible, right? But like, at the same time, 
what can we do about it, right? It's like there's really nothing we individually can do but just like raise awareness of it. Yeah. Right? Like what was it? Like um <clears throat> I think just last year, right? Like I think where they like areas that needed these schools the most, I think they had like I think another I don't know the number exactly, but I know there was a few like uh upwards like in the south side of Chicago, right? That kind of like got shut down. And all the kids in that one in, in like those different like um neighborhoods are now forced to go to one like one elementary school mm. for that entire area. So it's like multiple districts going to one school specifically for them. Yeah. Which makes it commute, right, for these individuals a lot longer, right? Than having like neighborhood neighborhood schools. Yeah. Which is horrible. Like, that's so funny because, like, well, not funny, but back in eighth grade? No. Like, yeah, like, sixth to eighth grade, like, Mm -hmm. I had friends that commuted from, like, the south side. Yeah. Why? That made no sense to me. Actually, you know, for high school, when you were at Northtown? For elementary. Oh, at elementary. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. that's really Wait, was your elementary uh, private? Uh, No, it was not private. Public? Yeah, it was public. The only, thing, the only thing I can think about is, like, safe. It's, it, they just felt safe. Well, did, did they commute here on their own, or were they, like... On their own. Really? Mm-hmm. Like, train, bus. Wow. Holy cow. That's what I'm saying. The only thing I can think about is, like, their safety, because, you know, it gets bad out there. Well, I do know, um, I mean, granted, like, Lane, is right? It's, like, it, it, it has people from, like, all around Chicago going to it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I do know, when I was, when I was at Lane, right, I'm, I mean, I'm from Rogers Park. Sacramento area, and I saw the lane, and I had friends that were also from like Bridgeport, you know, and like um, Chinatown area. Kind of commute from there mm-hmm. all the way up to Lane, right, to go to school in the morning, and like I'm just in my head, I'm like, okay, it's for me, it's if I left at the right time, it would probably take me anywhere from 25 to 30 minutes, right, by bus. Mm-hmm. And it would take them by bus or train anywhere from like, I would say maybe like 35 to like an hour. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just crazy. I don't know how they do it, but they did it. And they're all doing amazing. They're fine now. Yeah. yeah. I got like what, like some that are like motivational speakers. Mm-hmm. Some of them went to like, you know, nursing. Mm-hmm. Some are doctors. Some went to computer science. Right, the whole spectrum, right. Um, So then, Steve, for you, like, as soon as you got a, like, a CPS school and you felt like you weren't prepared, is that why you dropped out of college? Or, right? Going to college at Loyola, like, it was completely, this this whole new experience, like, going to class, fucking, comparing that to, like, high school, Mm -hmm. way harder, obviously. Right. Cause yeah, you, you didn't know what to expect, right? Definitely didn't know what to expect. It's because high school, I feel like I never really studied. So like, going to college, I had senioritis. Oh wow! I still have senioritis. You know, I even though like all still, the years, bro. Still, yeah. We. You can't leave the college scene. I just, I just can't. Like, I, I like it a lot just because like, I like being around the people that I that I hang out with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not a bad thing though. It's a lot of fun. I mean, like, I'm not ready to like get into the adult. To be an adult. Yeah. And. Start working. Well, yeah. I mean, like, then when do you think is the right time then? Well, you won't know, right? Yeah, I, I mean, for that. everyone, it, it really depends because, like, when it comes to maturity, when yeah. it comes to experience, mm-hmm. it takes years and years to know what you oh, really yeah. want to do. Yeah. And I was going to say, like, you know, to really know when you're ready for being an adult, I'm going to be honest, like, it's there's never going to be a clear answer, right? right? Everyone perceives things at their own pace and, like, they take things in differently mm-hmm. and for an, for an individual right, to like actually reach adulthood or like you know to say that they're officially adulting right like a term which I think is like really dumb I'm adulting guys it's like yeah. I, I, you know I hate that fucking term mm-hmm. it's just I really hate it like, yeah <laughs> I mean it's, it's just like you're living your professional life now right it's like you're living you're, you're, just, you're just living right mm-hmm. it's like that's pretty much what it boils down to right yeah and the fact that people kind of like coined the term, right? I'm adulting now. Like, I'm buying my first car, adulting. 
or I'm they're creating a standard exactly yeah. exactly yeah. it's yeah. like I get they're you. setting these standards right for other people so that they see like they feel like that's what they have to reach right gotta get a car gotta get a full time job which is dumb I feel you okay because everyone's an adult the second that they deem themselves like independent right mm -hmm. when they're self-sufficient enough in themselves mm -hmm. that they don't really need other like you know, other people's support or even like you know other people's opinions right don't really bother them I feel like that's really I guess the when you really became an adult Bera totally agree with that 100% 100 100% 100% yeah I mean I, even now like I'm only 23 just basically finished college mm -hmm. got my first full-time job got a car moving out soon right all this adulting shit that we're talking about but oh, are you moving out soon yeah, yeah you didn't tell me about my that. bad my bad you were actually recent. Up. it was really recent it was really recent just yeah. got an apartment this is what happened when you like you know move like several hundred miles away man yeah I mean, like it's been I've been seeing since St. Patty's Day yeah it's been like over fucking that's April May three months about, three months two and a half Almost, months yeah yeah, yeah. That's a long time for me. Good times. Oh, if, for those who don't know, Steve and I went to the same school, to Loyola. That's how we met. Rambler Nation. Rambler Final Four, baby. Yeah, there we go. Man, that was a good time. Shout out to uh, Professor, what's her name? Dude, I forgot her name. Wilson. Professor Wilson. Uh, Kylie. <laughs> Professor Kylie. We'll see you out there. Um, the fireball. This guy, man. Oh, my God. Let me tell you. I never told you this story. We were in class one time. Actually, the first time that I uh, ditched class... Actually, right. we always ditch class. We, no, I'm sorry. We always, I, we always ditch class, and we had a whole system too. Bad influence. It, it, there was three of us. No, no, I'm the bad influence. Actually, I have always went to class, but you actually made me ditch class. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was me, you, and Kush. OG Kush, shout out. Shout out to Kush. Um, and three of us. We always. It was like a what's the word? Um, we made a rule for ourselves, but not really like saying it. What's that word? That. Pack. Unspoken, unspoken rule. Unspoken rule. Unspoken rule. So if two of us are ditching, one has to go to take notes, and that just always happens. Just to know it just like so what's happened. going on in class. Yeah, yeah, it just so happened that we were always rotating. Be like, yo, I'm I'm not coming in today. We're like, oh shit, okay, I guess I have to come in. It was so funny, but that happened. And the one time I left class, these two, well, this motherfucker in the pool area. Had a fire bottle of Fireball in the in his backpack. Listen to this. I just got back from my vacation from Minneapolis, and I happened to have it in my backpack. Right, right. So I'm like, you know, we got to make a little joke out Saturday of this. Sorry for the boys, right? For the boys, baby. <laughs> he pulled it out, and with Kush, uh, the professor caught him, and uh, caught him about to drink well, it, right? you weren't there, so let me tell this you story. You tell the story. I'm yeah. sorry. We walk. We, we had a robies class right in Hell's Rack. Yeah. We walk right in. Kush is like right next to me. I'm like, dude, Kush, bro, get a little bottle of Fireball. He's like, and he starts cracking up, man. He's just, this motherfucker starts to take out his phone, and I'm like, trying to Snapchat you. Yeah, trying to snap me. Pull it out. I chug it. Yeah. I just took a little sip of it, and we're laughing. The professor was writing a poll, Professor Kylie, and she she was like, let me see that. What 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 were you drinking? And I'm like. It's uh, it's my yogurt. Yeah. She saw me put it away. I, I'm, watch, I'm watching her turn around as she like looks at me. I'm like, yeah. so I'm like, I cause I had a, a little yogurt in my backpack as well. You know those yogurt childish drinks. Mm -hmm. Pulled that out. She's yeah, like, no, I I saw you at the fire. Like I, don't make me grab the security guard and check you guys. And I'm like, I right, fine. It's a fireball, and fucking the fire alarm rang that that day too. So like yep. it kind of made the situation all awkward so we're all like fucking you know in our swimsuits mm -hmm. having to go outside and like it's just so awkward what it was oh my god yeah. and, and you got written up right yeah it took me right after like he was about to me not up. graduate was that your last year yeah huh, senior year Holy shit. went out with the bang literally with a bang <laughs> and then the fire alarm went off yeah the Holy fire alarm shit. went off and like fuck I had to meet with the student con code of conduct and they're like hey you know, you're a good student. You have a 3.0 average. Um, I know you don't really have much uh, student conduct. Like, yeah. you're, you're a pretty good student. Um, I mean, what happened? I'm like, yeah, just me and my buddy, Kush, a little joke in a poll. Nothing serious about that. You know, just fun and game, senior year, senior year. Yeah. And they're like, all right, you're good to go. I mean... Yeah, slap on the wrist. Yeah. <laughs> but Kush was losing his shit. Oh my god. I'm he not kept texting us like, yo, because he's like, I feel like he'd never gotten in trouble before. And he was just texting yeah, like, a, hey, like, what do I say? 
what did I say to them? Like, like, am I? Can I come in and take my exam? Like, what if I can't take my exam? Like, he was tweaking hard, really sure. hard. Sure. And Steve and I were just like, bro, chill out. Yeah, but honestly, dude, our senior year, we one of the best times. I mean, mm-hmm. we we drank a lot. We drank in class. Yeah. Two times, twice. Tell about the story. Which right, one? The, the test one? The test one, yeah. So one day, Steven... You had a drink during your test? Yeah, and we passed. How wild. So, I'm telling you. <laughs> so we were taking a biomechanics test, Yeah. Um, and Steven walks in with the uh, ginger ale bottle, you know, the, dark, <laughs> the dark green bottle, and I looked at him, and I'm like, knowing Steven, that, that's not just ginger ale. <laughs> so he's over there sipping, slowly looking a little turnt, and he's like, you want some? And I took it. Lo and behold, it's ginger and uh, Jameson. Jameson. And I thought you were a really good combo. It's a very good combo. It's a really good combo. All smooth. And uh, we were fire and gas. We, we just kept drinking shots after shots per question, and we just kept, we just took the exam. And we passed. Wow. Shit was fun as hell. My time. highest, actually, my highest uh, exam score for next class. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, I drink. So tip for tip for uh, future college students: make sure you drink during your exam. Okay. No, don't do that. Word of don't advice: do drink from because big, uh, from Big Brother Vincent and Big Brother Steven. From Big Brother Chris, <laughs> I don't condone what they did. I condone his behavior because in college, school is stressful. Yeah. We all had to drink at some point. And that point And is... it worked. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I can't, I can't argue against that. You know, I mean, like, logic. Research has shown. <laughs> but two... Yeah, whatever. But I, I, I guess. The, the, the other it time... It works that way, too, I guess. But. The other time we drank was Final Four, mm-hmm. um, and you know Loyola was put on the map. We're going to the tournaments, right? Basketball, um, and we were in Wilson class. We just showed up with beers. We, we were just, hammered. We, we were, were just, yelling. We were yelling. We were drinking with the professor too, actually. Yeah. What? Professor Wilson. She was. She was she, cool she stopped fun. teaching and was like, "Let's just watch the game," and we just watched the game. Did you crack the beer open? Yeah. Damn, that's wild. She's so dumb, and she's who's the that? she's the director of the program. Who, too. Who's that one lady? That really old lady, Sister Jean. Sister Jean. Mm-hmm. Nah, I just she didn't even have us on the brackets. She's a G. Yeah, she's a G. Because I just I I just know or all I know about her is like she's just at every single game. Mm-hmm. Oh, she was yeah. Number one cheerleader. And then well, I think um, was it Michigan State? They had their own. I know there was another there was another school that had um their own. I've heard of it. I forgot which one it was called. Fuck. Yeah, I don't I don't really follow sports that much. I don't. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. But honestly, it was a hell of a run. I mean, dude, that senior year send off final four. Every weekend we were in uh, the pub. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. A lot fun. of my yeah, a lot of my friends that went to Loyola and. Um, a few of my cousins that were still attending also, yeah. yeah. They brought a lot of people into, like, our restaurant. Shout out Bar 63. They closed down due to the tax um, fraud or whatever. Really? Yeah, they, they what? closed Dude, down. fuck that bar. That part is fire. Dude, I walk in there and smell like piss. As soon as the door opens, it smells like I walk into the biggest... You know Dude, that's how you know you're in a Biz, dive bar. Biz, you love sound bar. That's why. You don't belong in bar 63. <laughs> you're, you're a big advocate of uh, sound bar. I actually don't go to sound bar anymore. I mean, listen to this. Sound bar, actually got, uh, they got a big remodel. Really? No. Yeah. What's it look like now? I don't know. I haven't been here since last time. Listen, I just know the guy listen to this. This one time after I worked out of you, Vince, I told you, Vince, I better not see you at sound bar. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker. I, I fucking... <laughs> I walked down. I walked down the you know the bottom downstairs round room. Yeah, you see my I'm like, Who is this motherfucker that just trained me earlier three hours ago? Vince, you piece of shit. <laughs> it was what so are you funny, doing? Because I told him I was like I am not going out. Fuck going out. I'm done going out. Lo and behold, he sees me out. There. I see you. He's like, yo, bro. I couldn't my, help it. You want my bro's birthday? You know, we, I just had to come. You know, it's, it, it, every weekend is someone's fucking birthday there. The, the I, every is day so, is someone's birthday. Every day is someone's birthday. <clears throat> fucking soundbar. Everyone's got a table all the time. Yeah. Grey Goose on deck. <sighs> oh, no, man. Okay. Yeah, no, but I'm done with soundbar. Honestly, like, I wasn't even a big club goer. Like, that was, eh. Like, I just went for the vibes. Just with the people I knew. You went for the vibes. So you're a club goer. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Shit. Oh, man. Fuck. Homie. Uh, Hot red handed, bro. Literally. When I drink red yeah, hair. So, I haven't drank in a while. Oh, God, no. Hey, man, I have psoriasis. Oh, yeah, you yeah. got some pretty best psoriasis right now. 
So when I when I drink, you, you know, know, when I first saw him, I actually thought he had a what was it the measles? measles. I thought he had yeah. chicken pox. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, oh shit, yeah. it it He's was coming very, back. It was very ugly in when, in its early stages. But I've been going to like photo light and chemotherapy, and it's just, they just zap it. They just like zap it. Chemotherapy? Yeah, they call it photo light. Your insurance covers all that, bro. Uh, they cover most of it. Without insurance, dude, that shit costs like five hundred each visit, and I've been going like every week, twelve times, three times a week. Holy shit! Yeah, three times a week. Right after work, I go there to the hospital and they zap me. That's a lot, dude. Holy fuck! Did they zap your cock? Uh, <laughs> no, actually, I'm scared to 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 show them my cock, like the light. Is it gonna fucking burn? Mushroom like tip, baby cock. <laughs> Baby cock? Damn. Hey man. Size doesn't size doesn't matter. It's the uh the motion of the ocean. Yeah. Yeah, that's all that matters. Alright. Um we get going. Hmm? We can yeah, everybody. Um but yeah, no, going back on topic, we were talking about um so knowing you, Steven, like you were the first Asian person. So in college, right? When we, when we met in college, you were the first Asian person that I met that was very like, like Americanized, like white. What do you mean by that? Like, like when when I met him, he has no Asian attributes. <laughs> no, no, like the you know the stereotype of like Asian people are quiet. They um they don't like to speak their mind too much or like mm-hmm. they don't show their emotions. Mm-hmm. But when I met when I met him, yeah. he was like, yeah, I would. There were times when I cried to my friends. There were times when I would vent my emotions. Right? Yeah. I remember you saying that. Um, and just like the, the way you party too was very from from the image that I've seen in, in social media, like white frat boy, <laughs> and like right no, but like you know like that's what I that's what I saw. And so I, I was wondering, I was just wondering, like, what influenced you? Because you, you don't really, you. I remember you also said you don't really like hanging out with Asian people too, right? I never really said that. I mean, I hang out because most variety. of your, most of your friends are like white, right? Mostly, mostly. I mean, like, right now, I'd probably say yeah. Like back to those, like probably that's pretty pretty diverse. I mean, right now, even even so, I have a like, pretty diverse group of friends: mm. whites, Mexicans, um, blacks, <clears throat> Asians. Mm-hmm. Fuck you guys. Yeah, true. You fucking chinks. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I am a chink. Oh, where where the the chinks? The damn Chinamans are in there. <sighs> but uh, had to say it. Had to say it. <laughs> had to say it. No filter. Uh, but what um what was I saying? Before I said that. Um, You're saying how you have a diverse group of friends. <clears throat> oh yeah, diverse group of friends. I guess like growing up. Um, I don't know why. I mean, I went to a pretty diverse school, I will say. And just going to college, I mean, yeah, our college was pretty not it's not really diverse. I mean, majority white, predominantly white, yeah, predominantly white. Yeah, so, but I felt like you you could relate to them a lot easier. Whenever I went with your hang out with your friend, like just like like even strangers, you you blended in so well. Like for me, I was standoffish. I think it's because Americans they value sports a lot. Mm. They love sports. Um, I don't know, like a lot of a lot of my Asian friends, like get back at home, they don't really watch sports, so they, I feel like they can't really relate mm-hmm. or like they stick to the same community all over again. You know how people like stick to the Chinatown community. Mm-hmm. If you stick yourself in that community, obviously that's all you know. Right, right. You know, and so by doing other things, you know, going to the festival, going to like. I don't know, like a fucking a beer festival or yeah, rib fest, whatever. Yeah, whatever fest. You know, you get the exposure right. of what it likes, what what it's like to be an American. You know, mm-hmm. don't just limit yourself in just one culture. Create more friends, mm-hmm. and so I think that's what I did early on um, when I was younger. Yeah, and so I I kind of have different aspects of like I know what certain people do or like yeah. Yeah. how to relate to them. Okay. What but, do you guys think? Well, I was, I was going to say, because, like, going off what you are saying, um, we talked before, like, that the tat or the the action of going out and, and networking and, and exposing yourself to new or... Stimuli? Yeah, new culture, right? Um, but that detachment kind of made you forget or even blur... I don't forget. No, because, like, blur out, like, 
traditions, like Asian traditions, like things you didn't even know. Well, about. maybe because like my parents are not like very like super traditional, mm-hmm. so like we still value it a bit. But yeah, I mean, obviously that's lost in right. generation. Yeah. So like that's what I think I'm experiencing through right now. I don't know what you guys are going through with generational uh, man. That's the, that's the struggle. So, the way I'm getting it at, or the way, what I'm getting from that is like, um, it's the fact that you did expose yourself, right, to these, like to, to other stimuli, right? Like outside of our main culture, right, our main, our main community. Because being from Bridgeport, right, you're pretty much like, right, ne- your next door neighbors to Chinatown and everything like that. And I'm pretty sure, you know, your family growing up, you know, you hung out in Chinatown a lot, right? That's pretty much like the general area. A lot of your, I'm assuming, right, like a lot of your, like, you know, elementary school, middle school friends were, like, pretty much from that area and whatnot. You know, so you, what happens is, like, individuals that kind of only stay in that circle are just kind of, like, in a sense, playing safe, right? They're comfortable with what they have, and they don't want to challenge, like, you know, I agree with that. Known. Yeah, Com- being comfortable. Exactly, being comfortable. Being comfortable. Mm-hmm. Well, you, right, at a really early age, right, you were exposed to, you know, you, you love sports, right? You love, you love basketball and stuff like that. And being exposed to that, right, kind of brought you to different, like, avenues, right, of, of, um, of stimuli, right? Like, you went to beer fest, you went to, like, bars, right, like, sports bars where you encountered more diverse groups of people, right, instead of just, like, uh, one, one crowd, one general crowd. So because I think of, it's because of that, right, that it helped you, right, get out of a comfort zone and kind of just expose yourself, right? And that's how you Also, like, learn. these past, like, recent years, yeah. um, you know, these friends I've, I've been making, they tell me, if you're comfortable where you're at, you know, put yourself in a different environment, uncomfortable situation. Like, what I'm doing right now in my yeah. career, it might not be something that I want to be doing, mm-hmm. but, dude... Someone told me I'll be doing this position for Vantage Marketing as a sales rep yeah. right wow. now in Dallas. I'll be like, fuck no. I will not be able to do that. Like, fuck. That experience right there put me in a different environment, in a different city. Mm-hmm. I would have never experienced I I would have never thought I would be able to do that. Right. At all. Not at all. Like, moving to a different city on my yeah. own. Yeah. Like, what were your first thoughts when he said that? Or did they say that to you? Or with the house, that's, that, that's 100%. That's correct. Like, I mean, not saying I put, I'm making myself comfortable, like, yeah, I'm doing the same things I'm always doing. Oh, no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of my friends are always doing the same things they're always doing, you know, not doing shit, going, going to work, going home, and staying home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I can't stay home. I like to be out. I, mean, I like to be out. out. Mm-hmm. There's times I want to be home, you know, to relax, but there's a lot of times I need to be out. I want to learn more and more about the world. When I, I want to tell you tell everyone my story about when I went out to Vietnam and Hong Kong. Oh yeah, yeah. Back in um, February. Also, oh, like right after we actually met. Yeah. yeah. I, when I went out um, family vacation to Hong Kong. Yeah. My buddy, my best friend Ryan, he told me he he backpacked out in Vietnam, Cambodia, and Thailand for three months from like October to December. It changed his life. So by me going out for a week, I went out to Hong Kong first. And then I'm like, well, I can't hang out with my family every single day. I booked a trip one week to Vietnam on my own. I backpacked out there. The people I met out there, my God, it's a big culture shock, bro. Yeah. People were <clears> living <throat> like, like shit. Down. Yeah, yeah. It was fucked up, bro. They were living on the edge and seeing them smile on the street like made me cause, like think about my life. Like, fuck, I take my life for granted. Mm-hmm. Shit. Like, I'm complaining about my heart is getting broken out here. Fucking, I live a shitty life. When I went out there, fuck, life changing, bro. Yeah. Just see how people live out there. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, yeah. I personally haven't really like ever been back there or like backpacked in you know in Asia or anything like that. But I definitely hear from people like when that have done it right, that have experienced right. like just kind of going out to the unknown, right? And when they saw how everyone there was living compared to like you know people like us right over here in, in America right in a first world country and we're like you know like Vietnam and stuff like that where everyone's like just struggling just to stay alive mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you see that smile on their face right the simplest thing right is a smile you see that you see that person right 
that nice big smile and then you're like you are struggling and yet you still have the Buddha smile and you keep going every single day it's because ignorance is bliss yeah That's true. Ignorance is bliss. It's because, like, dude, when I come back here in Chicago, I'm like, fuck. You know? We actually do have a good life. Yeah. We yeah. have it good out here. Like, there's nothing to be, to be complaining about. Right. A lot of people are living like shit over there. Mm-hmm. It was life-changing for me, to be honest. Um, I love traveling. One of the places I, w- I do want to travel to um, in the next upcoming couple years, probably Europe, South yeah. America. Where do you want to go in Europe? Um... France, mm-hmm. Italy, Germany, the UK. Okay. Just go everywhere, huh? Everywhere, yeah. What I, one thing I really regret not doing in college was studying abroad. Same. 100% like... Me too. Fuck. Yeah. I tell everyone that's in college right now, all my younger peers, and study people I'm still mentoring, mm-hmm. please study abroad. Yeah. No matter what it takes, like, even if you don't have the funds, take out a loan to study abroad. Life-changing. Yeah. Going to school out there, just learning about the people, mm-hmm. like especially at that younger age when you're like 18, 19, it's mind blowing. I wish I would I would have done that if I was if I had the, the education that I had. People were telling me what to do, like about going studying abroad. I would have done so, but like I, I took that for granted. I didn't really like, understand again. I like partying so much in college. That's why it kind of fucked me up. Yeah, I love partying. I mean, I, obviously Loyola is not a big party school. Right. If I had to go back, I probably went to ASU. Arizona State? Arizona State. Like, yeah. I mean, not too late for grad school. I mean, I might, I might end up going there. You can still but, go. Yeah. Yeah. But I like to party. That's why. I mean, Loyola wasn't like a big party school, but I still made it pretty decent. You know? Yeah. We went out to Mad River almost every Thursday. Oh, God my dang. God. You know, he, he used to... He used to be a bouncer. He used to be a bouncer. Really? Mm-hmm. This is big <laughs> That's gas. Guys. Yeah. God, we used to go every Thursday, fucking get hammered off the the, the wristband deal, some ten to twelve. Oh Twenty dollars. Yeah, and then walk into class next day, yo, I can't make it to class, guys. I'm hammered. That's why. Push with his Vegas. Bonus. I walk. I walked in my organic chemistry class, and I'm holding a bottle of Pedialyte, and everyone's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" I'm like, <laughs> "Had a rough night." Guys, you know, I just like to have fun. I'm about to pass this class. Fuck <laughs> y'all. You know, I'm su- I'm very surprised that we passed. At How least for me. Like, what'd you end up with a GPA? Like 3.4. Oh, you're smart as shit. Dude, no. I just... No. It was okay. Dude, I skimmed by the bottom of like a 3.0, man. I got like a... Mm, I don't remember what I got. Man, GPA is just a number. It is. It is just a number, but, but you, I, I, know I actually three. paid for it because you actually wrote a couple of my papers. Yeah, I wrote his papers. Wow. I was yeah. like, man, I need money. I need to go out and party. Can you pay me? I'll write your papers. I, wrote, I paid you like 20, 40 bucks a paper and you got Holy and you shit. wrote like three of my papers and you know I just parted away you passed right I passed that's what I'm talking about that's how you do it that's crazy there are some people that I've talked to about like um exams and stuff and they would they would pay the security guards yeah to grab I've, I've exam heard, I've heard one you know one, one situation of that they never uh, get ca- caught no they, they pay they the security, pay the security guard? guard go under Professor's uh, office, grab the exams, copy it or whatever, and then put it right back. Yeah. That's a genius idea. I never thought about that. As a security guard, I would probably do that too. I'd probably pay a couple grand. Yeah, I'm not a grand idea anymore. You get a pool of students <laughs> coming in, throwing a hundred bucks every person. I mean, ten people to make a grand. You get a free A, like, why not? Yeah. <laughs> so many... So many students out there with good grades. And I, I was very, like, ignorant at first, but then, then I knew. I'm like, no. What was that one thing that happened recently? About a, um, was it a Harvard? Uh, all the top schools. Entrance, all, yeah, all the top schools, they forged the, um, the athletes. Mm. Right? Something about the athletes being um, good scores, good grades, just to get the athletes into these schools. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know what I'm talking about? That's, that's, yeah, that's always been going on. Yeah, but then they recently just found out. Oh, they found out more. Yeah, like re- they were recently, um, there was like a big um, exposure about it. How it's like a really common thing that a lot of these Ivy League schools have apparently been, I guess like, bri- not, not bribing, but like, you know. I mean, that's bound to happen, though. 
when, when it comes to money, mm-hmm. you're paying your way. Money's power. It's bound to happen. That's crazy, though. That's just that's just how this world works. I feel like money is just power, dude. Money is power. Cash, money, green. That's what you told me in New York. Cash, money, green. Cash is, Cash king. is king. Cash is king. It is. Hmm. Um, there was another question I wanted to ask you. What? What are some? Because have you ever experienced racism? As a, as a, I guess as a, as a kid, yeah. Mm-hmm. But right now... As an adult. As an adult, no. Except my friends were just fucking around with each other, mm-hmm. calling each other like chinks or like Jewish bastard or, you know. Yeah. Oh, but other than that, no? No. Never really experienced racism like that as an adult. How about like... Like judgments, like being judged a certain way. Because didn't <clears throat> you go to like a network event and like no one wanted to talk to you? What? Remember that? No, that wasn't that wasn't me. I I told you a story. My one of my buddies had that experience, mm-hmm. but I never had that experience of going to like a networking event and being denied or like or seeing like racism. Like I never had had that before. Yeah. Also, I was telling you that's why I, we 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 talked about um, identity at one time. Mm. At one time, outside Mambo Bar. Do you remember what we were talking about though? Yeah. Um, it was like accepting who you are or like. Not not knowing where you fit in. Mm-hmm. Remember that topic? Shoot, no, I don't. You got a really bad memory. Because I was like, dude, I wh- wh- where do I belong in the society? Mm. And I was asking you about it. Mm-hmm. And you kind of you kind of brought up like traditional values. Oh yeah 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 I remember now because like as much as I wanted to um, uh, blend in with the, the American culture. Mm-hmm. My personal objective was like to not lose generations and generations of Asian culture and traditions, and so like I tried my best to keep passing it down. Same with the fraternity, right? Like I wanted to make sure like people learned and understood the Asian culture and the traditions mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So here's the thing, right? You can do all you want to kind of like you know instill your, your you know what like your beliefs and what your what you want the next generation to carry on. But in reality, like, they're only gonna carry on so much mm. of what you had envisioned. Yeah. Right? Because, like, it's like kind of like, you know, with the family dynamic, right? It's like with every generation, there's gonna be something that gets lost, lost in translation along the way. Yeah. Right? And it's the same, right? With, like, just kind of wanting to keep your, like, um, ideals right a certain way mm-hmm. and kind of like having your fraternity kind of follow these like certain set of rules or standards mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. your expectations to that level over time right like, let's say maybe like five six generations down the line what you originally had instilled might actually be completely opposite of what they're currently doing right you know so you can't really you can, you can try you know but like it's really it's, it's always you're always going to lose a bit yeah. in every generation yeah. so yeah. I feel like that's why I disagree with your point of like trying to pass that tradition down just cause like you think there's no point it's the 21st century man it's 2019 like it's all about trying to do shit out here unified dude. as one <laughs> we gotta be unified I mean, as one <laughs> not in my lifetime that is yeah yeah <laughs> it's just I don't know I just for me I, I just feel bad that's why like yeah I guess because I get um shit on a lot you know for my family like oh why don't you know this you know and, and and then i understand like eventually like that's just how old heads are yeah yeah that's just how old heads are like actually old. yeah that's actually a good uh good thing right because like as a as the founder right of um, well your chapter or one of the founders a founding, a founding member of your chapter prez. yeah prez. <laughs> prez you see that now right you can kind of you can, you can kind of get where like you know your dad or your uncle and everyone like that is mm-hmm. kind of coming from mm-hmm. right because you have these younger kids that you kind of you're kind of trying to like direct right or raise a certain way mm-hmm. right to your ideals and they can't really like meet 100% of what you want them to do right because that's just not ideal right and it's like how OGs in any community like as much as they it's not like even disrespecting them right it's mm-hmm. just like thank you for paving the way but like this new generation needs to take over right I guess that's how you guys see it yes yeah do you agree with that I like so, so well, I mean, I'm agreeing now. Well, that's why I don't feel like the I reflect to, like, a lot about that shit. To pass on traditions, like 
Yeah, it's gonna pass down. But like, look, hundred years ago, like, what happened to those traditions? Like, did mm-hmm. they pass down? Yeah, they they probably were in the beginning, but then like, yeah. it just got lost in translation, right? Then, right. But it's like going back to this, right? Like the topic of like kind of passing down tradition. If someone like later down the line wants to know about a certain tradition, wants to know about something, right, in, in relation to a religion or like a culture or something like that. Mm-hmm. They'll find out, and they'll go out of their way to figure it out. Right, right. But is that not like part of your identity? You know what I mean. It is part of your identity, but what you gotta understand is, as we move, right? It's something that you know. I, I mean, I, I still strongly believe in like all that stuff, like all that cultural shit mm-hmm. and whatnot, all that cultural mumbo jumbo. Mm-hmm. But. I'm not going to spread it in a way where it's like enforcing someone to kind of like, you must do this, this, and this. Yeah. If you want to learn about it, by all means, I'll, I'll gladly, you know, have this like a coffee with you and just talk about it. Yeah. Right? But I'm not going to be like preaching it, you know? Like, I remember during Lunar New Year, Chinese yeah. New Year, y- you told me each day was something different. Yeah, there's there's a difference. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. All, all I knew was the weekend, Chinese New Year, celebrate that day. Yeah. There's no, there's no different meaning each day. Yeah. You knew that? No, yeah. I, didn't, I, didn't, know. That I don't, don't know that. No. <laughs> no, yeah. Each day has a meaning for um, different reasons. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I think, um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I believe Chinese New Year specifically is 10 or 12 days long. Something like that. And yeah, each day you do something different, right? Like one day, you know, it's dedicated to family. One day is dedicated to your ancestors. One day is dedicated to uh, friends and relatives, right? Mm-hmm. And then another day is dedicated to just like cleaning and whatnot. You know, it's, there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. I've only ever looked forward to getting red envelopes. That's it, right? <laughs> As yeah, a kid, yeah, really I, I, growing up, I thought I knew. Like, I didn't know anything else. <laughs> yeah. Now, like, money's the what, shit. What was the, what was the saying? Um, Gong Hei Fa Choi. Gong Hei Fa Choi. Sun Yin Fai Lop. Sun Yin Fai Lop. Man, I don't get shit anymore. You don't? I get like 10 bucks. Fuck. You're too old. <laughs> Fuck you mean? You get like Dude. $100, bro. I mean, you're the one, you're, you're actually the closest one to getting married right now because you're engaged. Mm-hmm. Once you have your first kid, you're I, not receiving no more. I had to you're keep, I had to out. dishing out. I'm not you're having kids. Out. I'm not having kids. I need more money. <laughs> How's Rachel doing? She's doing good, man. Uh, we're both getting our life together. That's fire. Yeah. Well, Just catching up you guys, you know. Rachel's the best. Shout out to Shout her. Shout out to Rachel. I love you, Rachel. <laughs> Haven't seen you in a while. We'll, you guys are doing good. We'll all catch up. We gotta make a trip to Dallas now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. You gotta show, I've never been to Texas. We're gonna party until we puke our brains out. Okay. Hopefully by the time Remember I... Remember the thing. Everything's bigger in Texas. Yeah. We do it big, baby. You do? We do it big. Is it way... Right? Hopefully my psoriasis is like healed. Psoriasis is not permanent. Or... Psoriasis is permanent, so it's not curable. But if I can maintain this, control it, I'm gonna go out and drink again. Oh yeah. You act like it's a shotgun, shotgun us, man. A beer? It ha- okay, I told you I can't shotgun a beer cold. It has to be warm. What? My teeth is sen- are, my teeth are sensitive. A little pussy. Dude, my teeth are very fucking sensitive. Eating, eating this hurts my teeth. Breathing when I'm jogging, cold air gets in my mouth. That shit hurts my teeth. What are you, little fucking sorority girl? Oh my god, it fucking hurts. Oh, my nails. <laughs> Sorry, man. Man the fuck up. Sorry. Come on, president. You gotta man the fuck up. Oh, you Man, this, this is a bad idea having you two together. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... This probably is, like, the worst. Because we're both really bad instigators. Yeah. But, I mean, other than that... What do you think about? What do you think about this conversation? Did you like? Did you feel like you learned something, or do you think there's like? I think it just went on a tangent, like it was gonna go no matter what. Yeah, we did tell them that we kind of have ADHD, so we kind of like I have ADHD as well. I mentioned kinda, diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder and also ADHD. I haven't been diagnosed yet. I just know I have ADHD. I mean, everyone has a certain point. It's just because we can't focus on things we're not interested in doing. You know there's ADD and the ADHD? Yeah, ADD is the the minor, like the the light version. But you have ADHD? 
I feel like it depends, man. It like sometimes it's like a habit, situational, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, especially in school, I could not stay focused, bro. Yeah. yeah. I was always on my phone or like looking at people or like sleeping or daydreaming about what I'm gonna do tonight or, or if you're gonna get laid. Yeah, I mean, things like that. Get thinking about getting laid is like ninety five percent of your brain, dude. I mean, I, I mean, as a guy's like DNA. I mean, that's all we. Think uh, oh, about. it's in the DNA. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's in our true or false, guys. I don't oh, know. that will be. I, I would that, say. That would I mean, safe. I wouldn't say like ninety nine percent. Ninety nine percent of getting laid is in our DNA. Yeah. Dude, I have low, <laughs> low sex drive. You do what? You know why you've been watching those fucking videos? That's why. <laughs> I don't know. This. I don't watch porn, man. What, I don't know what videos you watch, but uh, your brain is actually. Desensitized. I've been desensitized. Yeah, let me actually fix you up for that. How are you gonna fix me up? It's a Reddit. It's this form called No Fap. <laughs> what do you do for thirty days? Don't masturbate. Did you actually do No Nut November? I did. Did you do No Nut November? Yeah. No Nut November. I nut three times a day. You are holy nuts. cow. I have to. It's in my system. I need to get it out. You just love loading your load. <laughs> yeah, dude. Busting your my nut soldiers. Left, right? My soldiers need to come out and fight the war. Oh, yeah. he's Sometimes, look, battle. listen, <laughs> listen, guys, you can't, like, you just can't control the urge, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't control it. It just, you just had to do something about it. And that's why you're not. Yeah, of course. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I just don't understand. Like, a lot of girls don't understand, like, why guys do it. Do it. Like, masturbate. It's because we can't control the urge. Like, you know, it's, it's it, do it. There's, it comes to a point where it's just annoying, too. Sometimes it it's just like it messes with my thinking, so I'm like, I gotta. It's nut. like a chore, like every single day. It's a you chore. Gotta do it. Yes, it's a chore. It <laughs> yes. is a chore, ladies. It's a Chris, chore. You, Chris, okay. you've never uh, experienced that before. Like, no, actually, I've that? never <laughs> experienced that. Listen, ladies, nutting huh? guy, for guys is a chore. God, like I can't think straight. I had to just get out of the way. Right. And I'm like, okay, now I can write my essay. Now I can write your essay. Oh my yeah. god. That you paid me to do. Yeah. Y'all wild. But uh. Man, that will be safe for another time, for another discussion. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us for the Eatoncast. We'll see you in the next one. See ya. Peace Bye-bye. out.